0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of Beyond the Zero. I'm your host, Ben. Joining me today is Erica Moo. Erica is a writer and musician. Her debut novel, Thirsty Sea, is out through Heloise Press in May. She joins me from her home in Italy. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you. How is life in Italy?
1: Uh, but I like it. I love it. I came back to Italy because I was living uh, in France and before I was living in, uh, in the UK. So I, I'm back because I love this place.
0: We all know that Italy was one of the worst countries hit by COVID. How have the last two years been for you and how has the art scene recovered?
1: Actually, at the beginning of pandemic, I was, li- I was in France. So I missed the first, um, the most painful part for uh, of the of the pandemic here in Italy. But uh, then uh, I I lived all the, the restrictions, all the the um, also the uh, the problems that people from music industry suffered. And now it's getting better. I think that now all the world, it's in the same um, place.
0: And so now you're back touring. How's that been?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm back touring Um, It's it's been very emotional to connect again with people in person because this is the experience you have with the audience in person, it's not replaceable by anything anything and this is mm, like it's a ritual that you do together with people and it's um, the best thing the the thing I love the most.
0: Your debut novel Thirsty Sea came out in Italy in 2020 and it's out in English in May. I think it's a superb novel it's brilliantly translated by Clarissa Bosford And the story is told in four parts, dinner, breakfast, lunch, and tea time. And it's indisposed with these little poems throughout the text. The narrative voice of the book is Maria, and the story revolves around her everyday life, her partner Nicola, her mother, and the death of her sister 25 years ago. Could you tell us a bit more about Maria? Uh,
1: First of all, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Ben. Maria is a young woman, she's in her 30s and um, she's a very punk woman uh, looking for her freedom, looking for taking her first big decision in life because so far Maria experience life life like something imposed from the other from the outside but in in these 24 hours of the story of the book she needs to understand what she truly wants and where she wants to go
0: she's such an interesting character and the writing in this book is so sharp and her voice is so powerful how did you come up
1: She's a punk
0: yeah she's a punk (laughs) she's a fantastic punk and she's funny and her interactions with her mother and her partner as well are really they're quite funny and they're um she tells it all through her own voice and i love her voice how was that process translating her voice into english from italian
1: I must say that that I'm very lucky because my translator, Clarissa Botsford, really understood the spirit of the book. Um, Really gets Maria, her complexity, because she's not, I think she's not a very easy character because as every one of us has many things in herself. She can be very, funny but she suffered also a lot so she's carrying a burden and um, she needs to to manage with this block of marble that she has on her chest Uh, sometimes also with the sarcasm and It's hard to, um, and I think that Clarissa really got the character. So she worked on her own and then we met and uh, we worked together in finding uh, in um, defining even better the the character and also the very interesting part um about working with clarissa was about uh, was working on the poet on the poems that you've mentioned before because maria is ose- is obsessed by compound words and every time that she um, listen to a compound words, a word that she needs to write a poem about uh, about it. So you can imagine that was very hard to translate this because linguistic was the the topic. Uh, I don't know if I've been clear about it, but um, we, uh, Carissa wrote also in her translation note how we managed to do that and was a transformation, transcreation more than a translation because we did it together. And I told her this is my book, we can do whatever we want with this. Also rewriting if we feel that we are missing something in the translation.
0: I think she's done a great job and the note at the beginning that she writes to your book, I think, really clarifies a lot of those details and she's done such an amazing job of this book because it is crisp and it's funny and it's clear and it's, I don't know, I just love Maria as a character and I really enjoy this book, especially the, the really minute details of her life about getting to into her apartment and never having the key or mm-hmm. about um, the fact she has to buy gifts for all of these men uh, that is her business and she's not really liking a lot of it. But then we do get into some of the really deep stuff of the book quite early on when, you know, we talk about the fact that she, you know, she says she killed her sister. Do you want to talk a bit more about that without giving too much away?
1: Yeah, Actually, it's not a spoiler because, as you mentioned, we discovered it very early in, in the book that she killed her sister twenty-five years before. Um, the question is: Does Maria did Maria kill her sister? This is something that we understood better and better in the in, in the story, page after page, and it's not very important. Actually, what what is important is that Maria mm, took the blame for her sister's death. So she experienced a very, very short childhood because she grew up uh, very quick because Summer, her sister's name was Summer, Summer died when Maria was seven years old. So from the beginning, she she always felt she was, she is a murder, a murder. So she um, lived all her um, life like a young adult with this this label on uh, her forehead. And uh, um, now, Also, the fact that she took the blame for her sister's death somehow saved her family and somehow saved the marriage of her parents.
0: You wrote this book while you were living in London, allegedly on the kitchen table in your apartment. What inspired you to write the book and what was that writing process like?
1: The book is set in the place where I... Was born and where I grew up, so in the south of Italy, in the Apulian region, in the southeast. So sometimes I think that you need to zoom out in order to zoom in. So while I was living in London, far from home, I start um, picturing better and better how my life was before. So how is the place where I grew up, where I grew up, how is its mentality? Um, And uh, many, many of those memories are into this book. Even if, luckily, I didn't experience something like Maria, um, something that looks like Maria's life, all the feelings there are into the books the blame the sense of guilty the the pain the the um, lie the uh, how to manage with the deep stuff trying to be very light in managing it are things that are that are uh, mutuated <laughs> from my life and um, I had this, I started from the end of the book. In my, I, one day I was in London and I thought, why a woman can be in front of the sea in that kind of situation that I won't spoil which is the end of the book, why? So I started from this simple question of why, and I, mm, I went backwards Uh, from the beginning to the beginning
0: it comes off so well I really love this book and I read through it in about a day because it just keeps you engaged and involved and I really do love it When
1: when I was writing it I'm very I'm very happy that you say that because when I was writing it I thought this is a book set in 20 set in 24 hours and I'd love people to read it in one day. Mm. So um, this was my my goal.
0: You enter a field of really talented people who have written books that are set in a 24 hour period. So you got James Joyce.
1: Aristotle, also from Aristotle down. That's <laughs> because, right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's quite a few. It's a good field to enter, I think, but you've done a great job doing it. One of the things that uh, I guess I learned about this book as I went along is this is the first new release from um, Heloise Press. Can you tell us a bit about the publisher?
1: Our My publisher is amazing. I love her. She's very brave because starting a, um, a publisher in 2022, it's something that has, has something heroical. <laughs> In it, um, and she Elus Press is, um, is a publisher spe- specialized in uh, women literature in translation. So I'm looking forward to read all the titles of uh, um, by published by Aina Martí and um, I'm honored to start the publisher with the thirsty
0: so you're obviously a highly talented musician. Your music is beautiful. Is there a big difference between writing an album and writing a novel?
1: Uh, yes and no. The main difference is the patience. Because you need when you write a book, you need to be very patient and very methodical, more than when you write a song. Because you know when I wrote because when I wrote a song. When I wrote an album, I started writing a song, then I moved to another one, then I go back to the first one. It's more chaotic for me. Uh, but when I was writing the book, I was stuck into the story and I was chained to my chair uh, in order to, to find, like, n- never to, to never lose the thread of what I was telling about. Uh, But on the other hand, the the feeling is the same. The urgency is the same. And I always say that I wrote this book like I was writing a very long song. So I used the same uh, technique like uh, being guided from the sound from the rhythm from the voice that i list i was listening to my head while i was writing so it's like a very long song where each writer can find can provide its own music
0: wow um are you working on anything at the moment that you want to tell us about
1: I started writing something (laughs) that I don't know which is yet, potentially a new book, but I'm also not in the right place still to keep going because I'm in this moment, I'm touring with with my new album, Nature. I'm going to promote Thirsty Sea so I'm not still focused on, uh, on the new book, but I open the file on my computer. And uh, so the journey somehow started and I'm looking forward to be concentrated on, uh, on this new idea, which is very personal. And uh, I hope to be brave enough to keep going with this new book.
0: You said to me before we started recording that there's a nice synchronicity with the fact that this album was the album you recorded in London while you are writing the book.
1: Yes. And this is very strange because sometimes you think that energy is just one. Like, okay, I'm doing it. I don't have time to do something else. But this is now this is mm, the more you do the more you want to do i was so inspired by london that the mm, the more i was creating something the more i wasn't able to sleep i wanted to keep going to keep exploring to uh this this happened every time that you experience something new something far from your comfort zone and so that's why London has been for me as high boost of creativity. And I was able to write the book and the album at the same time in the same year. And, and somehow I think that the, two, the album and the book talks to each other, talk to each other. Also in the small poem poems that you find into the book there is something taken from the lyrics of the album. So there is a correspondence between them.
0: Okay. Very good. Um, what books are you currently reading?
1: I'm reading at the moment. Yeah. I'm reading 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, which is a classic I know, but I I didn't, I never read it before and I was, I just come back I just got back from um, a journey in Colombia. So I loved the landscape so much and I say this is it's not it's impossible that I never read Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading it and like I'm I'm in Colombia again, a place that I I loved and uh, which is um, Magical and this book is magical too. So I'm I don't want to finish it. I'm reading it very slow (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to keep it with me as long as I can
0: Very good. Anything else you're currently reading?
1: Yeah, I'm reading love novel by Ivana Saiko. I'm reading this book in English It's another book in translation because I will do a um, cross presentation with uh, Ivana Saiko in London on the 19th of May. So I'm, I'm getting prepared, I'm getting into the mood in order to talk with her. And uh, I'm sure it will be a very great pleasure.
0: Are there any Italian writers, uh, like contemporary Italian writers that you would recommend to readers?
1: Yeah, I will recommend Conchita De Gregorio, which is also a big friend of mine, <laughs> but I don't recommend it because she's my friend. I recommend it because she's a journalist, but also has some something of a... She's also a poet, so... Um, one of the latest the, la- the um, latest book that uh, by Conchita that has been translated. It's uh, it's called uh, the missing word, and uh, it started from uh, a um, real story of a woman. Uh, it's it's a very tough story, but it's written like. Hmm, Feather. <laughs> it's a book that you uh, that you will love, I'm sure. And, and also, I loved the book who won the Premio Strega, which is the, the most important um, prize for literature in Italy last year, which is called Due vite, Two Lives, by Emanuele Trevi. I don't know if it's a, it's a, it's been translated yet, but I'm sure. It
0: will. We'll take a quick break here on Beyond the Zero. Our guest today is Erica Moo. This week's episode is brought to you by Waste Mailing List. Check out Seth's latest video on William T. Volman's You and Risen Angels. Subscribe now. We're back on Beyond the Zero. It's time for Erica's Top 10.
1: Ben, this is a super hard question because top yeah. 10, it's never fair. I know. I must say, Mm, Letter to a Child Never Born, which is a book by Oriana Fallaci. It's magical because it's a book that I read right after I finished writing Thirsty Sea, but it's like it's like it was in my mind even before. I don't know how this is possible. Um, I love Oriana Fallaci. I have, I've, I was I've read something by her before, but this specific book is something that came to me after, but I, it's, it's possible to have a retroactive inspiration. I don't know, but this is something that happened to me. Then I can tell you if on a winter's night, a traveler, a book by Italo Calvino that I love because it's every page is surprising. And it was my mother's favorite book. And it's been in my house on the armchair of my child, child of the house every day of the year. Um, then uh, L'Etranger by Albert Camus uh, is a book that I think it's very connected to this one, even if L'Etranger is a masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, it's um the the main character it's amazing because you want to protect him and want to hate him at the same time and this is something that so far many readers told me about maria it's a character that you hate and you love and um, I love when you, when uh, there is no good and not and no evil in life, because I think that this is what life is. And then I loved a book, All Men Are Mortal by Simone de Beauvoir. It's one of the books that changed my my life when I was uh, younger. Mm, Then I can tell you A Room of One's Own by Virginia Woolf, Uh, The Adversary by Carver, Boredom by Alberto Moravia. Uh, I don't know how many I told you, <laughs> but this, this has been uh, essential to me. Uh, maybe I can add also lessico uh, familiare. Um, I don't know how it's a, it's been translated in English. It's a book by Natalia Ginzburg mm-hmm. about um, the la- the kind of language. That you talk with your family, which is just, which is like a um, watermark of your family. It's something that belongs just to you, to your brothers, to your parents. And I think that book has been also um, a great inspiration for Maria's obsession with words.
0: Okay, very good. Um, if we come over to Italy. And Puglia, what should mm-hmm. we go and do? What should we see in Puglia?
1: Puglia is a very interesting region because it's full of history. Um, it was, it has been. Um, um, y- here you see uh, prehistorical um, signs, but also. Uh, was a big colony for Greeks and then a colony of the Roman Empire. So you find many different styles of architecture and, um, uh, and the landscape is so beautiful. We have one of the best um, uh, beaches of Italy, uh, the sea it's very spying that's why the title of my book is connected to the sea because I grew up on this landscape and uh, outside of your window you'll see olive trees that has more than uh, I don't know two three hundred years old so it's a place I love And uh, also at the same time, I wanted to. I love so much that sometimes I get angry with him because with it, because I want it to be respected. I want us to respect it more.
0: Before we go, um, do you want to tell us where we can catch you on tour and where we can find your website and where we can um, buy your brilliant book?
1: Um, Yeah, I'd love to come to Australia. Hope to do it very soon to be on tour also in your amazing and far (laughs) country. Uh, I'm so fascinated by it, so I'm hoping to visit it soon. As a tourist or in tour, I don't care. And um, I'll be in a, for a promotional tour in the UK with the Thirsty Sea. We will be in Canterbury and in London from the 17th of May. And now I'm keep touring Italy with my album. And I'll be also in France. And uh, this summer I'll be also playing at the Ziget Festival in uh, Hungary, which is a cool music the music festival. And um, you can buy the book at your, you can order it at your local bookstore or buying it on uh, EloisePress.com. And my website, it's ericamu.com where you'll find all the information about my music and uh, my writing and uh, um, a blog and uh, everything you, you are curious about
0: amazing um I have loved speaking with you and I highly recommend your book I think it's just one of the best things I've read this year so far so well done amazing work and I hope everybody goes out and buys a copy and listens to your music because I I don't speak Italian but I have loved listening to it so that's great
1: thank you it's been a pleasure
0: Thanks once again to Erica Moo. Check out the show notes for all the details. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BeyondZeroPod, and you can email us at beyondzeropod at gmail.com. We'll be back with you next episode next week.